Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the church in Scotland. Hi there, my name's Glenn Innes. Welcome to the Midcast. Uh, first of all, apologies that we have been uh, missing in action. Uh, there's been uh, obviously lots and lots going on and unfortunately we've not had time to record any up-to-date episodes. Uh, this episode today is a follow-on or an addition to a seminar that we did as part of the wonderful Canopy event this past weekend. We hosted a seminar looking at the question of, is Digital Church here to stay? And as part of that seminar, we included some clips from an interview with a chap by the name of Tim Giovanelli, who is a pastor of a Baptist church in Manly in Sydney, Australia. And the reason we did that was we wanted to hear what an experience of the pandemic, of the lockdown of church, had been in a different part of the world and in a part of the world that has had quite a different outcome to this point than we have. So they have been able to meet in person now for around four months and we were just keen to see if there were any lessons that were learned. I think Tim has some great insight for us and uh, I hope you enjoy this interview. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with us today. Um, I wonder if for our lovely uh, viewers, if you could just uh, maybe let us know a bit about yourself. You are Tim Giovanelli. You're in Sydney. Tell us a bit about you and a bit about your church. Sure. I'll do the cliche thing. G'day. Uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, an ordained Baptist pastor, um, planted a Baptist church in Manly. Some of you all have been to Manly. I know I've had a drink with you, Glenn, at Manly Wharf Hotel right on the harbour. It's um, it's a gorgeous place. Uh, about 120,000 people live um, within, a, I guess, about a five-minute drive of the church. Um, it's a 15-minute fast ferry into the city and it's got surf beaches, harbours, so it's a pretty magical place. Uh, it sounds um, like a terrible place to live. Yeah, tough parish. Yeah. Um, so we planted the church, my wife and I, eight years ago with the support of the denomination and typical church plant, um, six venues in six years. And then we were fortunate enough, the old Manly Baptist Church um, became available when kind of a, a shrinking congregation decided to close. And so we've been in there for the last kind of year and a half or so. Um, feel very fortunate that it's a, it's a healthy church. Um, we have about 450 members, pretty um, intergenerational, and um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a blessing. It's it's a good church to be a part of. Right, and obviously, this pandemic that's affected us here in Scotland has equally affected uh, people all over the world, including yourself yeah. in Sydney. So, you know, what's been your experience of this? I guess eight eight months or so. Yeah, um, I mean, we've watched some of the global headlines, um, you know, in, in a fair bit of shock. Um, I think in Sydney we were we were less affected by the pandemic than a lot of other cities. But, you know, end of March, a, a friend of ours who um, we studied with, Glenn, at Regent College, was preaching and, um, you know, we, we were hearing that cases were rising 
Um, and then literally at the end of March, the government um, ordered the closure of all churches and you know, not, not just churches, but everything. Um, so in Sydney, we went into lockdown. We were in lockdown for three months. Um, I think there was a bit of a crossroads where it could have really grown and got out of control. Um, but very fortunately, Sydney particularly and some of the other cities in Australia seemed to get on top of it. Um, so kind of overnight, like so many other churches, we were um, all of a sudden had to learn how to, you know, stream church online, um, pastorally care for our congregation, do evangelism, you know, all, you know, all the things. And uh, um, it was certainly... Um, I, I found it an exciting time in one sense because, you know, it was a lot of innovation, um, but it was a challenging time too because all of a sudden people weren't meeting face-to-face and, um, and we were all learning to adapt. So then out of after three months, um, we were very fortunate in Sydney to be allowed to begin in-person meeting again. And um, the government basically said if you have a COVID safety plan, um, which involved things like four square metre rule, um, certain capacities on how many people could be in a building, um, you could have a band at the front, but you weren't allowed to have congregational singing and we were told not to mingle after services. So, anyhow, we, we were, uh, um, I think we were one of the first churches in Sydney that kind of said when we can, we will, we will start meeting again. And so with the COVID safety plan, um, we met back the first Sunday that you were able to with a ticketing system that were free. Um, We went from, we used to have two services on a Sunday. We went to three to fit people in. And, um, yeah, so we we have been back for four months now. So you, you talked about going from two to three to fit people in. Does that mean that most people came back straight away? (laughs) Um, Good question. Uh, It's been really interesting. Um, You know, four months in, the last two weeks, two of our families came back for the first time. So almost everyone now who I'd say is part of the Manly Life Church community has been back. There's probably about 30 or so who are a bit more elderly who have not come back and who are still watching online or doing their Bible study groups um, through Zoom. Um, I would say people are more irregular in their church attendance, so they're not coming as often. Um, But one of the flip sides for us is, you know, we've been back for four months and we've had 150 different visitors come to the church. And so there's been... I think there's been a spiritual hunger and um, so it, it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And just just for clarity, you, you still have an online service, don't you? That was part of the government's requirements. Yeah, that's right. One of the things, you know, COVID safety plan to allow a place of public worship to open the doors um, was that one of your services had to be offered still online through, so we use Facebook Live. And um, so one of the three services is streamed. Great. And so, I mean, that, on the one hand, there's so much to rejoice about there, right, that, that most of your people have come back. Um, yeah. Because I think there's a fear that, that a lot of people might not come back to church afterwards. I think that's a definite fear that people have. Um, and then, but hearing that 150 visitors have come and that there's a sense of spiritual hunger, 
is mm. absolutely amazing. Um, that, so let's rejoice in that. You know, that's that's fabulous. And have those people connected with you online before they've come to your service? Yeah, I think what's ended up happening is the the online has become almost like um, the the first place that people come to check you out. So it's a bit like a website. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, I mean, there's certainly been stories of people who started watching online and then have subsequently come to services and come to faith even. Um, so that's definitely encouraging. I mean, it hasn't happened in huge numbers, but there have been stories of people who um, were watching online before they decided to come. Oh, that's fascinating. Brilliant. So... Um, how have you managed to maintain the health of you and your team as you've tried to go from this space of, uh, okay, now we have to, you talked about the, the energy or the, the excitement yeah. of that first part and then back to in-person but still having to provide an online uh, presence. How have you managed all of that? Uh, I'm not sure if we have. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're doing okay. Um, I was joking with my congregation. We just had a family holiday up the coast, and that's what mid early October. Um, our previous family holiday was in January, and we was we got caught in the bushfires and had to escape. Do you remember the bushfires that hit Australia? So it had been like over nine months since we'd had a holiday, and the previous one had been. Um, a fiery inferno so <laughs> you know we, I, I'll be honest we were we were pretty exhausted um, I think you know where we would have normally have had a break we we're all trying to learn how to be online and care for people and um, you know we probably got to the point where we didn't care for ourselves enough um, and I think a pretty common comment even though it hasn't been as bad as in other cities is a lot of people in our congregation just feel um, emotionally exhausted. Um, they're on eggshells with their work situations. Um, relationship stress has certainly risen. Um, and just adapting to kind of to the new norm of working from home and that period of homeschooling and so on. So, you know, I mean, I think I've been encouraging um, my staff team to make sure they have a break. Um, it's easy just to kind of relentlessly keep going. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I guess has been good is, you know, we are able to meet as a staff team and do devotionals and, and encourage each other each week. Um, yeah. Uh, so just to back to the digital thing then. So, you know, you, you spent three months purely in the digital space and That's then right. now you've got this sense of uh, in-person uh, and as I understand it, you're basically live streaming your in-person service uh, yeah. uh, as your thing. Um, has your experience of the digital space made any difference to how you now do things as in, in, in person? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think, look, it's been a positive to be able to offer that. And I think one of the things that a lot of churches have realized is it's not that hard to um, put a GoPro or an iPhone up and get a pretty decent quality recording of the service that can be streamed live. Um, we certainly are seeing it as an opportunity to um, preach the gospel. 
and to let the community know that we, we're there. Um, you know, one of the things I make sure I always do in the live stream is just to take a moment in the service to talk directly into the camera, to welcome those who are watching at home, to let them know that they can comment or connect with us in, in this way. Um, and that, you know, if and when they would feel um, comfortable that they're very welcome to to come to a service. So I think it's become a good kind of window into the life of the church. But I also don't think, you know, I know early on there was some talk about maybe this will become the new way of doing church and we may never go back. And uh, I'm not so sure about that, you know. Well, uh, talk, talk about that. Why not? Oh, I just think Christianity is a contact sport. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's built for community and, you know, you can't learn to forgive or serve, um, as much as, you know, when you're doing life together. I think it was just a hunger as well for just being a family, a community and meeting with one another. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that we had the digital thing. I mean, imagine if this pandemic had happened 20 years ago, it would have just been what we'd phone call, we'd call people and send letters. I don't know. So it's definitely been a blessing in keeping people together. But um, yeah, you know, my personal view, it's just there's no replacement for gathering in small groups and at church on Sundays and doing mission together and that kind of thing. Brilliant. We've got our one-liner from this: Christianity is a contact sport. That's it. Uh, it's brilliant. With all the digital stuff that's gone on and, and the, the increased numbers of opportunities to connect with one another in digital spaces, do you think that's helped or hindered discipleship? Yeah, I, look, I think it's it's helped discipleship in the sense that if we didn't have it and we'd gone into pandemic, <laughs> it would have been very difficult to keep any form of sense of community or resourcing people to stay disciples and to be cared for and so on. So that, that has helped. Um, but I wouldn't want to see it as some kind of standalone future for the church. Um, I think it's been a really wonderful tool to help us get through a really difficult time, but there's no replacement for me for just doing life together. Yeah. 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 And I, I think I'd say to you, know, the churches in Scotland, um, you know, I think when you get that opportunity to really gather together and so on, there's, there's, there's incredible joy in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been able to meet some in person and some of our churches are doing that. And we, we actually, yeah. in our church ran a trial of that a couple of weeks ago and it was, uh, we were anxious about it. But yeah. actually, it was amazing. And even yeah. although we couldn't do some of the things that are so key to how we normally gather, like corporate singing, actually, there was still a joy of yeah. being four meters square distant from people, but still with people in a way that hadn't been yeah. the case for several months. So it was profoundly... Yeah. I used to love saying, Gordon Fee used to say, you know, the word presence is just such a delightful word you know, and the presence of the Holy Spirit when he comes to meet with a community and just the presence of being with other believers. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a great gift from God. Absolutely. 
Tim, thank you so much for your time. Uh, blessings on you and your family and the church in Manly. Uh, we uh, Thanks for joining us here at Canopy. And uh, we hope that you are uh, having, that the pandemic continues to recede in Australia and that your church continues to flourish. Thanks. I'll share one story. This morning I was swimming in Manly and I swam under a, over the top of a six foot grey nurse shark. Um, and I know all you British people get paranoid about coming and swimming in Sydney and that there'll be sharks. Yes, they are there, but they won't bite you. <laughs> Jim, thanks very much. On that, we'll let okay. everybody go. Cheers, mate. Good on you. A huge thank you to Tim for taking the time to chat with us and share some of his wisdom and insight and his daft shark stories. Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. We are looking at present to record another series of the Midcast and if you've got any ideas for topics or people that you think we should interview, please do get in touch with us and let us know. You can get in touch with us through the Baptist Union of Scotland website at scottishbaptist.com. As I mentioned at the beginning, this interview was part of a seminar that we did for Canopy looking at the question of is digital church the future? There were loads of other great seminars during Canopy as well as the main sessions and they are all also available on the Scottish Baptist website and on the Baptist Union's YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. I'm Glenn Innes. This has been the Midcast. We are out. You've been listening to the Midcast, a presentation of the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland.